This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, what's up? It's Savannah. Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so happy that you are here and I am so happy that we get to have this episode today. I know we usually do the little chit chat, the weather report, all of that. We're just going to jump right into it today. I feel like this is a really important episode and it's giving me like circa 2017 vibes when we used to always talk about these things back in the OG days of my YouTube videos. And it's a topic that I'm really passionate about. And it's a topic that I myself have gone through such a journey with. And looking at myself in 2017, when I was talking about this stuff versus now, which is what, like a scary amount of years later, like six, uh, yeah, six years later, um, just seeing my perspective on different things and seeing my growth personally as well. It was something that also made me want to talk about this today. But truth be told, the real, you know, catalyst for wanting this to be today's episode was looking at your what would Sav do questions, which we did that episode last week. If you haven't given it a watch or a listen, definitely recommend going and doing that. But in last week's episode, and honestly in several What Would Sav Do episodes that we've had in the past, I've noticed that there has been a little bit of a trend in, you know, settling, in lack of self-worth, in knowing your boundaries, knowing when to cut people off. And I feel like I've dabbled in it a little bit. Like I would say, you know, oh, that person doesn't deserve, you know, your time or your energy or, you know, filling your cup to give or like, what is it? Taking water out of your cup to fill up someone else's. I've given a lot of analogies like that. But today I wanted to do a little bit of a deeper dive with it because I feel like it's really, really important. And I feel like this is the type of episode episode, these are the type of topics that when I was personally struggling with this, that I wish that I had to look back on and to listen to and for someone to kind of shake me a little bit because there's been so many times in my life where I felt like, you know, just looking back that I settled and I feel like everyone's guilty of it at certain points but you know I settled I didn't know my self-worth I just, you know, never had boundaries I never had expectations and I am proud to say that I've, you know, recently, more recently than I would probably like to admit, have had a new revelation on all of that and have changed my perspective on all of that. But I wanted to just talk to you guys about it today because I think it's something that, you know, is really crucial and everyone always preaches self-worth, but no one really tells you how to gain it. And I feel like that's really important. And I'm here to give you the big sister advice that you probably never asked for today. So I, again, you know, I've dabbled in my own journey of finding worth and value in myself. And it is a constant struggle. I feel like, you know, the self worth journey is never something that's linear. I know for me personally, there are days where I, you know, it fluctuates, it fluctuates completely. But what's different now than back then, you know, when I was really kind of trying to find my sense of self and find value in myself and find my worth, my not so great days now come from a sense of comparison 
And back then, my not so great days came from just a lack of self-worth in general. I feel like I have a good sense of self at this point. And whenever I do have bad days, it's more so that I'm comparing myself to others, comparing myself to social media and the you know marketing that comes along with that. But back then, again, it was it was different. It was more so truthfully feeling like I, I was lost. I was confused. I didn't know what my worth was. And everyone was always saying, you need to have high expectations, high standards, high value, high self-worth. And I was like, I where do you even, where do you get that? Where do you buy that? How do I even start? And it's been a journey. It really has. And I, I wrote down for this episode, like a whole thing of notes for um, what I wanted to talk about today, just because I feel like I didn't want to miss anything. I wanted to, you know, be able to make sure I get everything on paper. Um, but for today, I feel like, you know, we're going to talk a lot about relationships and, you know, standards and expectations in the uh, realm of relationships. But it's also important to note that all of these points that I'm making can and should be applied to all facets of life. That goes friendships, that goes family, that goes work environment relationships. It really transfers over to all of it. And so like I was saying, I was reading a lot of the My Thoughts Exactly uh, What Would Sav Do questions that we were doing. And I could see that a lot of you were saying that you didn't know how to cut someone off. You knew that they were bad for you. You know, you were the other girl and how do you navigate through that? And, you know, I've been on that side of like that side of the coin for all of those things. I've been the other girl. I've had low self-esteem. I've had low self-worth. And all of those, by the way, are intertwined with each other. And I feel like in the sense of relationships, I feel like... and. I'm going to call out this question a little bit here that was from last week, but this was the one that really wanted me to, or really made me want to talk about this, which was the question about, um, there was someone in last week's episode who was saying that they, you know, were talking to some guy who had a girlfriend and they didn't know that he had a girlfriend and now that they do, it's, you know, there's still tension, there's still flirting, there's whatever. And that's what really made me want to talk about this today. It was the catalyst of today's episode because I felt like there is no way There's no way that you can have a high sense of self-worth, you can have standards for yourself and still fall for someone like that, still fall for someone who is playing both sides of the coin, who does not care whatsoever about you or your feelings or who you are as a person. That is not someone that needs your energy. And that was where I was really like, okay, we need to sit down and have a little conversation about this because I feel like it's something that needs to be talked about. So when it comes to your own self-worth. So if you're sitting there wondering how to find your self-worth, wondering what parts of you that, you know, are worthy, are valuable, which by the way, every single part of you is, and that's what I'm really trying to hone in on. But there's a couple different practices that you can put into play about how to really emphasize certain characteristics and the parts that you love about yourself. And the first one is writing it down. I know it sounds corny. I know it sounds like, Sav, why am I? No, I don't want to do that. Just trust me. Okay, so when you write down the characteristics that you like about yourself and you might be sitting here saying, Sav, I don't have any. Nope, you do. Just dig a little deeper. Okay, so write down all the characteristics that you like about yourself. Also, we've talked about this one before. Get a baby picture. Get a picture of you when you were a baby, because that will also help you write some things down onto this list of things that you like about yourself, because we've talked about this before. 
and this is not something that I came up with. This is something that's been like a trend in social media for a long time when talking about self-worth and self-love is finding a picture of yourself when you were little, like a baby or a toddler growing up, whatever it is. And all of the negative things that you say about yourself, you're also simultaneously saying it to the baby in the picture, to you, to your younger self. And you will have a lot harder of a time saying those things, being as mean, as critical, as you know, loathing to that person as you are to yourself. We are our own worst critics, but when you see it in a bigger lens when you see it from a bigger point of view of you are actually saying it to the person in the picture it's a little bit of a it like twist it's a twister mind twister mind fuck (laughs) whatever you want to call it but it really does help with bringing those characteristics out and it'll also help with not being so hard on yourself because you're going to start to realize that all of the things that you've been saying about yourself you are saying to the person in the picture and you have to realize when you write down this list you should be really proud of this list these are the characteristics and the attributes that you have that other people admire and this is only the tip of the iceberg because again we are our own worst critics so if you are writing down this list these are only the, only the things that you can see. You know, we're our own worst critics. We walk down the street. We think about all of the things that we like about another person, admire about another person. When we compliment someone on something and they're like, oh, really? What? Like they have a hard time comprehending it because it's not something that they have ever noticed about themselves before. So this is just a small list that's the tip of the iceberg of all of the amazing qualities that you have as a person. You are someone who is worthy and is valuable and sometimes it just takes seeing it on paper to realize that because we live with ourselves every day. We go through the mundane, you know, day-to-day things of life and we don't see ourselves in the light that we really should and we devalue ourselves in the process it's not even that we're keeping ourselves at a plateau or at a linear place like we devalue ourselves because we can't see the value that we're bringing to ourselves and to others but when you write it down which I know it's like "Eh, Savannah I don't want to do that just trust me on this one just trust me and if you can't think of anything bring out the baby picture okay Something else that I've always really, you know, has helped me when I've been struggling with these types of things. It was something that a friend sent to me a long, long time ago. And then I started seeing it on social media, which was there are people out there. There are people out in the world who have been waiting their entire life to meet someone like you. There is people out there. Sorry, there are people out there that are going to meet you and are going to walk away with a sigh of relief knowing that they have met someone like you, whether that be a friend, whether that be a partner, a romantic partner. There's someone out there, multiple people out there, that's looking for someone exactly like you. You matter, you are important, and you are someone that should be placed on a pedestal and someone who should be treated as valuable. And because of that, you should not lower your expectations for anyone, for absolutely anyone. Your presence and your energy is something that is important. It's something that should be respected and admired. And if there are people out there that are not going to see the value in that, then those are people that you should not want in your life and you should make room for the people that have been searching for you their entire lives. And I know it sounds like very Nicholas Sparks-esque, like corny cliche, whatever, but there's a reason that the cliches are the cliches. You're going to find your people. You're going to find your person. You're going to find your family if you feel like your blood ones aren't that. Like you are going to find your group. And once you do, those people are going to make sure you know how valuable you are. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. 
Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. These days you can't go anywhere on the internet without running into the most horrible takes. You know, your good old-fashioned homophobes or your self-proclaimed alpha males who are writing two-page articles titled How to Score the Perfect Female in 10 Days. If you are just as sick of these outdated takes as we are, you will love our podcast, Outspoken, hosted by me, Sam Collins, and my incredible partner, Shannon. We are an LGBT couple who have seen it all, been called it all, and are ready to take on the never-ending world of outrageous online opinions. Each week, we bring you the most ridiculous videos, hot takes, and hellbent news we come across on the internet. So, come laugh with us as we dismantle outdated ideologies and tear apart the most confident idiots on the internet. On our podcast, Outspoken. You can follow and listen for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you are listening right now. So let's talk about standards now, because these standards are really important. Again, they can fall into the category of platonic relationships or romantic relationships, family, business, whatever. But you have to start setting standards for yourself. And you might be thinking, Sav, like, because first of all, just as a little cut myself off here for a second, when I started trying to figure out what my standards were, and this was like probably two years ago or so, when I started to figure out what my standards were... I had to actually write them down. I was working with my life coach at the time and we were talking about it and she was like, what are you looking for? What do you want? What are your standards? Because I had gotten out of a three year long relationship where my standards completely plummeted. I was just, you know, a shell of a person. I didn't know what I was looking for. And I had put up with so much bullshit that at the end of the day, I was like, I don't know what my standards are because I, I didn't have any. And it was very clear at the end of that relationship, I had no standards based off of what I was putting up with in that relationship. But anyways, I digress. I was having this conversation with my life coach at the time and she was saying, what are your standards? What are you looking for? And we wrote them all down. To me, my standards mainly consist of how someone treats me. If someone can, you know, treat me with respect, if someone is kind, someone has a kind heart, someone is driven, motivated, all of those things, you know, and they will get that in reciprocation as well. This is not like a one-way street here. Like I reciprocate that to the fullest extent. Loyalty is really important. All of the standards that you have for yourself, and they can be as detailed or as broad as you want. But what I really recommend is writing them down because it's easy to sit there and be like, I have standards. Okay, what are they? What are they? What are your standards? Exactly. Write your standards down, okay? Just as you're going to write all the positive things about yourself down, write down your standards. Because one thing, and this is like something that's really big for overthinkers. If you're an overthinker like myself, we've talked about this a lot, and this rings true. 
like whether you're an overthinker or not, is that you cannot control other people, right? So if you're getting into whatever relationship you're getting into, friendship, romantic, whatever, you are never going to be able to control another person. You're never going to be able to be one step ahead or, you know, play that little stupid game that everyone likes to play. You're never going to be able to control how another person treats you. But what you can control is the standards you have for yourself and what you allow into your life. So if someone shows you how they plan on treating you, because what do we know? What is like rule number one? When someone shows us who they truly are, we need to believe them the first time. But this little point right here really helped me in my journey because at the time I was such an overthinker. We've talked about it a bunch. I had all this anxiety, all this pent up, just like, you know, not knowing what was going to come next. Such an overthinker, worried about how this was going to end, worried about how they were going to treat me, what they were going to view me as. But at the end of the day, if I have standards, they can act however they want to act because at the end of the day, they will. Regardless of what I want, they're going to act how they want to act. But what my standards ensure is that I am protecting myself, right? So if you're going to go and act how you want to act, you want to do what you want to do, you want to play your little games, you can do that. But my standards, I'm protecting myself. You're not going to do it again. You're just not. You're going to have standards and you're going to show people how they treat you because that's what's most important here. With these standards, you're not being a bitch. You're not being dramatic. You're not being, you know, high maintenance or whatever. All you're doing is protecting yourself because you cannot trust a lot of these people, all right? Especially in the beginning, you cannot trust these people. And so you need to have standards that people will meet. And if someone is not fulfilling, if someone is not meeting those standards, again, friend, family, romantic partner, business, relationship, whatever, they don't need a space in your life. They just don't. And what are you going to do? You're going to remove them and make space for the people that have been searching for you forever. That's what we're doing. We're just, we're speeding along the process because this is going to happen eventually. You know, this weeding out, you know, kicking to the curb process, it's going to happen eventually. And that leads me into my next point. I like to call this pick your pain and pick your poison. I know that that sounds really dark, but let me explain. This is something that one of my friends told me, I feel like it was a couple months ago and it was like their mindset on how they were like going through a breakup and this is how they processed it. And I was like, holy shit, that is gold. So basically... The pick your poison or pick your pain. If you decide to stick to your standards and if you end things, right? Let's just give this a romantic example, okay? If you decide I'm sticking to my standards, I am going to walk away because I'm not being treated right. So option one is sticking to your standards and walking away when those standards are not met and when those expectations are not respected. Number two is not walking away, diminishing your standards and just going along for the ride, just letting the other person be comfortable and suffering through that. Both of those things, option one and option two, both of them come with a sense of pain and hurt. The first one is going to hurt because you're going to be walking away from something that is comfortable for you, someone that you actually like or care for. That always hurts. A breakup is always going to hurt. It's inevitable. That hurts. Option number two, you sticking around, you kind of just going along with what's going on and going along for the ride. That is also very painful for a multitude of reasons. Take it from someone who's been there. I remember that for so many of like the stupid little situationships that I've been in, I've gone along for the ride, diminishing my standards and simultaneously torturing myself. I would give myself the utmost of anxiety, the utmost of suffering because I just truly was 
trapped in my head and it was so painful. I was hurting myself day after day after day, making myself question why I wasn't good enough, why I wasn't, you know, worthy of a response, why I wasn't worthy of being treated like the girlfriend rather than just the situationship. I was constantly dragging myself through the mud just to make someone else more comfortable, just to make him more comfortable, just to make him, you know, not have to have a talk about his feelings or just to make him, you know, not get mad and not want to end things on his own because I, you know, whatever. Both of those things are painful. But the second one, this is the difference. The second one is painful for a lot longer. You are dragging out a painful process. Whereas the first one, it's painful, but you're going to get over it. You're going to move on. You're going to feel a sense of relief. You're going to feel a sense of pain and you pick yourself up and you move on. The second one, you are going to be dragging yourself through the mud to make someone else more comfortable. And in turn, again, dragging yourself through the mud, making yourself go insane. If you're an overthinker, this one is going to kill you. Like, trust me on this. You don't want option two. You don't want option two. And you're going to be like, Sav, I'm just going to wait it out because it might get better. You never know, Sav. You don't know. Trust me. (laughs) Just trust me on this. I do. I promise I do. And I've been in the situation of being like, it's going to get better. He's going to wake up one day. He's going to realize that like, you know, we're supposed to be together. We've been talking for this long. I mean, we've been talking for like four, five, six, seven months. Like, why wouldn't we just like ultimately like, come on, be so for real right now. Be for real. If you were your friend, okay, if you were a friend who was talking to you, what would you say to them? What would you say? Would you say, you know what? Yeah, no, he's going to wake up one day and he's going to realize that it was you all along and da, 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 da. No, you're going to be like, listen, it's painful, it's shitty and it sucks, but you deserve someone who doesn't need to wait this long. You deserve someone who's willing to have the hard conversations with you. You deserve someone who sees your value, sees your worth. And I know this is probably a little bit of a burst to the bubble right now because this is not the conversation you want to hear. It's the conversation I never wanted to hear. I wanted to hear everyone be like, you know what? He, you know, no stop. Like it's okay. Like he just hasn't realized it yet. And I was living in a land of freaking delusion. And I'm just trying to save you guys from the hurt. And also, I'm trying to do a couple things. Save you guys from the hurt, make you realize your own self-worth, and make you realize that you're in control. You are in control. Because I know so many times we sit there, if you're anything like me, and you know, before finding this sense of self and sense of independence and sense of self-worth, I was always so afraid you know, so afraid to make someone mad, so afraid to say the wrong thing. And now they're not going to want to talk to me anymore. Now they're going to ghost me. I'd sit there. I'd twiddle my thumbs. I'd look like a freaking idiot for these people. Idiot. Because I didn't have my standards set where they needed to be. Now I do. Now I have a standard. Now I know what I'm worth. Because not only did I have a standard that was met, You know, I found someone who was able to meet my standards and exceed them more than I ever thought possible. Like I never knew it could be possible to be treated as well as I am. And I'm here to tell you that the person, you know, that you are waiting for right now to treat you that way is not the person you're waiting for. That person is maybe one, two, three down the line. 
But if you're sitting there waiting for someone to treat you better, waiting for someone to see your worth, why are we trying to convince someone? Why are we trying to sit there and be like, I am worth this? Like, why, you know, if someone can't see it, then that is their fucking loss. And the next person, the person who does treat you right, is going to be so happy, so freaking happy that that person screwed up. This was a big one. This is something I wanted to touch on. So in relationships, in healthy relationships, what do a lot of people say? They say that one of the best things about their relationship is that they feel safe. They've found someone that makes them feel safe and secure, someone who never makes them question, someone who is their protector, someone who feels safe, the relationship feels safe. When you're with someone, and again, I would know, when you're with someone who doesn't meet your standards, who is diminishing you, who doesn't see your worth, who is treating you as less than or not valuable, that is not someone who is safe. That is not a safe relationship. And in turn, like I just mentioned, that is someone who is going to do the opposite, right? They're going to give you anxiety. They are going to stress you out. They are going to make you question if and why you were not good enough. That is not what you need, right? Just let me just hammer in this point a little bit more. That is not what you need. You want a relationship. You want someone who makes you feel safe and take it from the girl who was the adrenaline junkie and would do all these things for the plot, do all of, you know, go on the dates just for the plot, do this for the plot, do that for the plot and go on these crazy adrenaline highs because of all of these different stupid decisions that I was making. And then I found someone who made me feel safe. It is such a different experience, you guys. And when you finally find that person who makes you feel safe, makes you feel valued, makes you feel cared for, it's just different. And when it comes to standards, I think it's important to note that there is a wide variety of things that we can be talking about when we talk about standards. Obviously, there's the physical attributes in someone, someone who's, you know, perfect on paper. They are our type to a T. There's those types of standards. There's those types of attraction levels. But what I'm more so focusing on is the emotional standard that you have for yourself, someone who shows up for you, someone who is loyal to you, someone who is communicative, someone who has your back someone who is not going to let you just fall and hit the pavement and face plant. Like not, that is not what we're looking for. That is not what we deserve. And I remember I was actually, before I was started filming this, um, I started to think about times where I was not setting my standards high and I was settling and I was settling. And this is just the sad fact of the matter. The reason that we settle is because we believe that we don't deserve more. And that is where the sense of self-worth needs to come into play. That is the sense we have. We've talked about this in so many different episodes. I've talked about, you know, valuing yourself and realizing your potential and your worth and knowing how worthy you are and starting to fight for yourself. We have talked about that for years, you guys fighting for yourself. And if someone is stupid enough to let you go, you have to be smart enough to walk away even but sometimes you need to be the one to let them go first sometimes that's what needs to happen a lot of times we sit around and we you know wait for that moment we wait for the final straw when in reality the final straw should have been 12 fucking straws ago and we'll just sit there and we'll wait and wait and be like "Mm, the next time the next time they do why are we waiting why are we waiting what are we waiting for we should not be waiting but anyways I was thinking about times in my life that I personally have 
lowered my standards and I haven't honored myself. I went against my own, you know, my own self-worth and I went against what I felt like I deserved because I was just trying to accommodate. I was trying to fit into someone else's box of what they wanted at the time. Whatever they were looking for, I was just going to be that. I was going to morph myself into that person and then maybe over time they're going to realize that that's the one that works. That That's what's good. No, that's not how that shit works. And it made me sad because I was thinking about all these times that I so degraded myself and lowered my standards for people who could not care less if I jumped in front of a bus. Would not matter to them at all. If I disappeared off the face of the earth, if I went missing, they're not looking for me. They don't care. Like it's so insignificant to them. And to me, I magnified their importance substantially and I put them on this pedestal of them being perfect because on paper they were on paper they were perfect they had great jobs they were attractive they were you know someone who I would be proud to bring around my family there's someone who you know I think is funny there's someone who you know there's those types of attributes but when it came to our genuine connection at the end of the day it was non-existent. It was non-existent. And I was letting all of these people have access to me and to my energy because I didn't see the value and the worth that I was bringing to the table, even though I could sit there and be like, yeah, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm whatever, like I could hype myself up. But at the end of the day, if I truly to my core do not believe in my own self-worth and my own value, how on earth am I supposed to expect anyone else to believe it? So it all starts within yourself. You really have to do some backtracking and backpedaling and really find that worth within yourself. That way, this shit's going to be easy. All the stuff that I'm preaching, all the stuff that I'm like, you know, we've talked about for time and time again, it's going to become second nature once you find your self-worth and self-value and realize how worthy you are as a, as a person, as a human, as a friend, whatever. You are going to realize how worthy you are and you're going, it's going to become easier, easier and easier every time to not let people have access to you, to not let people, you know, be able to slither their way into their lives and treat you however they want to treat you and just expect you to be along for the ride. We teach people how to treat us. Okay. So when someone comes into our lives and they try to manipulate us or they try and to treat us in a way that we don't appreciate and we don't respect, the only way that that is going to change is if we put our foot down. Okay, because those types of people, they're going to go after people that they view as weaker, that they view as more vulnerable and someone that they can easily manipulate. So we need to have standards. We need to set ourselves to a higher standard. We need to honor ourselves. Look at the baby picture. Look at the freaking baby picture. That's what we need to start doing. That is the type of mentality that we need to have when someone is disrespecting us, when someone isn't treating us right, when someone is not honoring us, when someone is devaluing us as a person, that we look at the baby picture. Ingrain it into your brain. Look at the baby picture. And a lot of times what we like to do as humans who are compassionate and overthinkers, I'm the biggest freaking, you know, person guilty of this. Like I did this all the time was I was the queen of excuses. I made excuses left and right for these people because I was trying so hard to make them fit. 
I was trying so hard to fit a square into a circle and it just could not happen. But I was trying so hard making up so many excuses of, oh, this is just the type of person that they are. Oh, they don't want to text me for 12 hours. Yeah, no, that's just who they are. They don't want to see me for three weeks. No, that's just, they, they just like, being you know they just like their space they just like to be a little bit more independent you know oh he ghosted me after telling me that we were going to be dating okay no he's just he's just having his time no we make excuses for people because we want so badly for them to fit we want so badly we see the future we see the vision and we're like that's it and we cling to it if you're anyone like me and this was like again probably like this was right after my relationship where I was just a mess. I was so confused. I didn't have a sense of self. I didn't have a sense of self-worth because all of that had been fucking flushed down the drain. And I was trying to figure all of that out for myself. And I kept making excuses constantly for people who truthfully, again, did not care if I went missing. I could have gone missing. Their lives don't change. They're not looking for me. They don't care. They don't care. And I'd made excuses time after time because I wanted so badly for it to be it. I wanted so badly to, you know, for someone that I put on a pedestal for them to see my worth. You know, I put them on a pedestal for no reason, by the way, by the way, for no reason. Like not that they, you know, solved world hunger or that they were, you know, anything worthy of being put on a pedestal. But I did. I placed them on the highest pedestal. And I was like, if that person sees my worth, then I'm worthy. You know how screwed up that sounds? We oftentimes sit here and we're like, we put our worth into the hands of other people that do not deserve it. Because at the end of the day, our worth does not lie in anyone else's hands, but our own. But we're allowing these people that we've known for what? Two, three, two weeks, three weeks, a month, two months, three months. We're allowing those people who barely know us to, to determine our worth. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. And I know this. I know this because I did this constantly. This is what I would do. I would put my worth in the hands of these people. And when they did not like me or if they did not want to continue or if they ghosted or if they were acting weird or if whatever it was that made it end, I would really deeply question myself. And that's what happens. Like when people cheat on you and you're like, what did I do? Nothing. You did nothing. This is just who they are to their core. They're just idiots. They're dumb. Like this is just, it's nothing to do with you. And I know that too, because in my relationship where I got cheated on constantly, I was like, is it something with me? It's gotta be something with me. No, it's not. It's never with us. It's never with us. And that's not like living in a land of delusion to be like, oh, we're never the problem. Like sometimes we are the problem. But in those instances, we're not. We are not the problem in these situations. These people have been given power. We have given them a sense of power that they do not need, nor do they deserve. They don't deserve it. But we have given them a sense of power because we have lacked the sense of self. And it's so twisted. It's so twisted. And when someone has that power, they can feel it. They can sense the desperation. They can sense the weakness. And again, this is not the advice you want to hear. I know it's not, but it's what you need to hear. You need a little bit of a wake up call. Sometimes you are so much more important, worthy, special, valuable than what all of these people are treating you as like even the person who treats you the best. That person is still not treating you as good as you should be treated. And that's, well, first of all, let me just clarify that. That's not in like a negative way. That just should show you where your standards should lie. Like, obviously there's people out there that are going to treat you great. There's people out there that are going to love you so much. And 
you just have to get through the bad ones to get to those people. And once you get to those people, you're going to be like, I understand why it didn't work out before. I understand why as hard as I tried, as hard as I tried, as much effort as I put in, which by the way, was pretty much one-sided effort, but as much effort as I put in, I understand why it didn't work out with them and why it's working out now because this is where it's supposed to, this works. This makes sense. This is easy. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If someone likes you, you'll know. If not, you'll be confused. If you're sitting there confused, if you're sitting there waiting for the text, if you're sitting there being like, I wonder what he's thinking or I wonder, does he like me? Does he not? Cut it out. Cut it out. And Another thing, you might be sitting there being like, Sav, I have been doing this for a while. You know, I've been talking to this person for a while. I've been friends with this person for a while. They, they already, like, we're past the point of standards. We're past the point of putting my foot down. No, you're not. It's never too late to set standards. It's never too late to say what you expect from someone. It's never too late to set boundaries. And you should be setting them no matter what point it is in the relationship. Again, you teach people how to treat you. And there will people that will give you pushback. There's people out there that will give you pushback. There's people that are going to say you're being bitchy or dramatic or high maintenance, like I said in the beginning. But those people don't deserve a spot in your life. They don't deserve to know how amazing you are. They don't deserve to know the value of what you bring to the table. Like, at all. And if someone's going to sit there and bitch and moan about the fact that you have standards for yourself, I'm sorry, kick rocks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I I just wish you guys knew how valuable you are and how loved you are and how loved you'll be. Because I remember if I could give anything, like to sit down with myself from three years ago and just be like, I know you feel like shit right now. I know you feel like a shell of a person. I know you feel like no one is ever going to love you, that you're unlovable, that, you know, you feel lost. Give it some time. It's all going to work out. You're, you are lovable. You're worthy. You're valued. You're special. You're all the things. That's what you need to repeat to yourself every day. And if it takes, I think it was like Kendall Jenner that said that she takes the baby picture. I think that's where I first heard it. She went on a podcast and talked about it. She took the baby picture and she put it on her bathroom mirror. And every morning it's a constant reminder of who people are talking to and how she talks to herself. It's just a really good reminder because a lot of times, like I said, we get into the mundane everyday like tasks of daily life and we forget how to treat ourselves and we forget how to expect people to treat us and how to how to make people treat us and when the decision comes to walk away which again it should if you're sitting there and this is resonating with you in the slightest which again I hope it's not I hope all of you know your worth but I'm sure it has to resonate with someone. If not, it resonates with me and I'm just preaching to myself and I'm fine with that. But when it gets to the point of walking away, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to feel different because you are removing a consistent part of your routine. No matter how long it's been going on, you're going to feel like, oh, something has changed. Something is different. And at first it might feel like a relief, but you might have a feeling of like, oh, I don't like it. Like, I don't like change. I don't like, even though it's, you know, it's good change or whatever. That feeling of uncomfortability, you have to sit in it and you have to like literally bask in it. Because just because something is uncomfortable, just because something is a little hard, just because you're sad, which you probably will be sad, just because you're sad, it doesn't mean that you made the wrong decision. 
the hard decision some is oftentimes the best decision and it would have been easier to stick around it would have been easier to sit in the in the comfortability of someone else while you were silently suffering because you don't want to god forbid make them be vulnerable it's easier to sit in someone else's comfortability than to make the hard decision of this is not serving me this is not uh, like i deserve better than this and i am removing myself from it oftentimes the first option is easier but it doesn't mean it was the wrong decision you just have to let yourself feel sad for a little bit because like i mentioned in the beginning you're either going to feel sad momentarily and then you're going to pick yourself up and we're going to move on or you're going to snowball affect it where you're going to wait some time and then down the line when it actually does come to an end, you're going to feel 20 times more hurt. We're just trying to prevent that. We're trying to prevent that. It's not necessary. We can save that. We can save that hurt. It doesn't need to get to that point. Once you realize your self-worth, once you realize what your value is, it will never get to that point. You will stop it before it gets to that point. You deserve someone who won't let you get to that point. You deserve someone who meets and exceeds your standards. You deserve someone who is loyal to you. You deserve someone, again, who is communicative, who puts you on the pedestal. Let's put you on the pedestal for once. I know we always put other people on the pedestal. We always are like, they're the most amazing person on the planet. Because because why? Exactly. Put yourself on the pedestal. Switch places. Let someone else put you on the pedestal. I think it's just so important in, to do that in order to see your value. It really, really is. And again, you have to feel sad. You have to feel those feelings rather than bottling it up because if you bottle it up, it's going to snowball and then it's going to explode later down the line. It's going to be uncomfortable. But again, hard things often are. And even though it's hard and even though it's sad and even though it's uncomfortable, it doesn't mean it's the wrong decision. Give it a couple days give it a couple days. You're going to be okay. And just when I was reading those questions from the what would Sav do, it really just, I knew I wanted to talk about this and hopefully I've made sense. I feel like I've just been like yelling into this microphone for the past 43 minutes, but I just, I want so badly for you guys to understand your worth. That way we don't have to sit here and have the questions, which I will answer all day long, but I will refer you back to this episode sit here and answer the questions of how do I walk away? When do I know when to walk away? He treats me so terribly, but I feel like he's the one. It's the same song and dance, just in a different form of seven or eight words. And it's like, let's just switch the narrative a little bit. Switch the narrative. Every time I've ended things with someone, which has been twice, twice, yeah, twice I think I don't know maybe more maybe less but the two that I'm thinking of letting go was a relief I remember I felt like I could finally breathe I literally was like I this is yeah it was I could finally breathe and it was uncomfortable and it was sad but I picked myself up and I kept it moving because what else are you gonna do so just know that it's possible it seems scary and it seems like you can't but you can you have to trust yourself and believe that you can do hard things you can do things that seem scary. You can do it. And if someone's not seeing your worth and seeing the value that you bring, then all you're doing is dishonoring yourself and devaluing yourself by going along with their narrative. You write the story. It's your story to write. So choose wisely. 
I love you guys. That's the end of this episode today. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe. That way you never miss another one. We post weekly every Wednesday on the podcast, every Thursday on YouTube. You're not going to want to miss it. I'll be back next week with a brand new one for you guys. And I hope to see you there. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you.